It's been, yeah, it's been a, um, a very collaborative process working with the Tesla uh, suit team to look at not only what, what we, we delivered for Formula One, but what we're doing for a number of other activations. Hello, and welcome back to the Genuine X podcast. I'm Carrie Mahoney, and in this episode, Ben and I sit down with two amazing creators, Dennis Dabisky, the co-founder of Tesla Suits, and Paul Nikas, the co-founder and CEO of Heads Up Agency. We spoke to them about finding new value in opportunities within data, using this rich information to influence and create new types of immersive experiences. These technologies have an incredibly wide variety of applications, and you'll hear quite a few of those in these discussion. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Genuine X podcast. I'm Carrie Mahoney, and we're here with t- today with two really exciting guests. Um, we're here with Dennis Dibsky, um, a co-founder of Tesla Suits, and Paul Nikias, who's the CEO and founder of Heads Up, which is a creative technology agency. And uh, we're here to talk with them today about... Um, well, a lot of things, VR experiences, mixed reality experiences, um, and the integration of haptics into creating kind of immersive moments for people and, and probably the future of this technology as a whole. Uh, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. And, and, thanks for, and thanks for joining us. You know, you guys just gave a, a great presentation, lots of questions. And, you know, I think such an interesting time um, for everything right now. I mean, Paul, I'll probably start with you. You know, you work across a lot of different technologies, but in the simplest way, do you mind explaining what Heads Up does and and what your kind of approach to working in this space is? Yeah, well, we are. Um, I think best best way to describe us are uh, we work with a number of R and D technology companies to create use cases, be it um, haptics, be it mixed reality, be it uh, other different technologies that we bring together to create use cases that. Uh, a weird and wonderful, be it what we what we recently did with Formula One to our ongoing projects, which is about integrating, bringing that technology together to help um, create a different kind of story to really showcase not only the the capabilities of the the technology, but also um, create these experiences that we, we we aim to deliver world's first with the things that we do because we've got um, an appetite to really push and almost reverse engineer the technology. Yeah, I love that. And and have you always worked in this space or is this something you've kind of fallen into over time? Like I find a lot of people, they're like, well, I didn't start out this way, but you just slowly do a couple more projects, a couple more projects and you end up. Um, my, my background's been quite varied, to be fair. Um, very, very creative. I was a, a tour DJ um, for a certain uh, band called The Prodigy many years ago. Really? And then from that, I was involved in club production, creative moving into the events industry for 15 years. Most recently, I was the head of UK Read Medem, looking after MIP TV, MIPCOM Medem. And in my final year, it became of um, tenure at Read Medem, it became uh, apparent that we that, that there was a, an interest in VR, AR, mixed reality, because our clients, uh, some of the biggest names in entertainment, were moving into uh, VR and AR. And I set up the first ever transactional VR and AR marketplace in the Palais de Festival in Cannes. And I saw some incredible content from some of the leading studios globally. And I thought, this is really fun. 
and I left and set up Heads Up, working across all of the different uh, kind of technologies, be it AR, mixed reality, VR. Um, yeah, and I've uh, been doing this for around about eight. Oh, that's incredible. And, you know, it's so funny because as I was saying, you find that people kind of just get there, right? Like very few people are like, oh, I have I have a huge background in engineering and, you know, coding. It's, it usually becomes more of a passion point that kind of, you know, Definitely. It, you know I think turns when into it something real. You. Yeah. When something excites you. And I think it's, it's what one thing we, we've realized um, as an agency is the education that still needs to happen. Um, brands now more than ever need to be aware of how they need to be creating content for what is about to drop, which is a whole new range of channels for, for AR mixed reality. And for almost a year, it's been me going into different agencies, speaking to brands to actually say, guys, be aware of what's happening because the, the technology is about to drop. You've got the tier ones all investing heavily in the mixed reality space. You've got the consumer adoption, uh, which is slowly starting with uh, great products like Enreal. Brands, agencies need to be fully aligned with content, creating this content. See, I, I used to work at a content studio in Shoreditch, um, and they were early proponents of VR and getting the platform right for the right brand. So I would have had a lot of conversations with interactive media about educating a client. A lot of my job is to talk about budget, but the experience, you know, in hand with the creative director, I was very much a part of that. And that was four years ago. And now you see that te technology is, is, is almost changing with the haptic suits and the, the different levels of experience and immersion, you know, and there's still education. So as experiences being made, do you see those sort of going in a trajectory that's kind of still just behind education and where does the plateau, like where do they match? Where do they meet? I, I think it's it's still very much an education because there just isn't the devices at scale at the moment. We, yeah. we know that you've, if you look at the, the devices which I've brought, you've got the, the Magic Leap, which is a great example of spatial computing and you've got HoloLens. The rest, there's not really been that kind of um, ecosystem of, of the, the the actual equipment to be able to go into a brand and say, hey, look, you need to be spending a, a ton load more of money considering you've got to create content that's almost interactive. VR, we know there was a, you know, VR, it was very much driven by big brand budgets when it first started, just for the, the scale of it, if you wanted to do VR well, we know that the price has come down for that now and there's lots of cre uh, great creatives and creative studios out there. But with the educate it's still we we find at the moment there are the there's that barrier to entry of creating these experiences when you're looking at a device that can come in at around about two thousand pound and getting them at scale to be able to deliver these experiences with any merit mm -hmm. uh so it's we are we've got a number of really really exciting projects um that are almost um it, it's, it's a labor of love for the brand because they want to be um, affiliated with new technology and um, we're, we're quite lucky of, of being able to have relationships with the likes of Loomis, with Rokid, with Magic Leap, with all of the, 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 the I would say, optical engine manufacturers at an R&D level to understand where this is going. And so, yeah, we're, we're pretty much beating that drum. But I think it will get, um, I think there's been some great activations with Unreal and 5 
5G for EE, showing the, the true capabilities of of how this will um, should pan out. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's. I would say we're looking still around about the 18 months window for it to start yeah. kind of really falling in. And I know that from you know some of the conversations we have with with our um, component partners of where they are with the big tier one conversations. Right. And well, and also, you know, the, the biggest thing is, as we all know, kind of working <laughs> on the relationship side of things and having to kind of work with, with brands on an ongoing basis is right now, you know, there is that level of kind of the convincing of being ahead of mass consumer adoption. Now we're right on the precipice of it. Well, some markets are, we know, you know, the, you know, the U S market really is because 5g is going to be available to consumers at a, at a mass scale there. We know obviously a couple of the Asian markets, especially China um, was rolling out 5g to consumers yeah. as well, but that's the real, is, is that, what we're all well two things we're kind of waiting for that and also waiting for this continuous price point to kind of drop down in the vr uh, mixed reality space is that where we you know it seems like we're hitting that apex you know is that how you guys are looking at it as well pretty much i think 5g will enable incredible experiences um with the device but at the moment when the device is looking you know, round, I think, um, two and a half thousand pounds for a Magic Leap, nearly three thousand for a HoloLens, to that consumer, um, you know, smartphone priced, um, you know, kind of device. Um, there are, there's a big race, CES this year, there was some great announcements made from other companies entering in the space. They're all trying to get that $500 mark. Uh, so people will buy it. And then, of course, the logical step is the partnership with a telco or a mobile phone brand and it becomes a bundle in there and i think one of the one of the big challenges that we see is the amount of experiences that are being made for these new devices they're very very small kind of we know that from just good examples of playstation isn't it with their vr titles how many do do they have is it over 500 uh playstation vr is 400 and they so far sold more than 5 million devices so it's probably one of the most sellable as well for vr and there are a lot of great content now so yeah but that's that's driving you know yeah i'll i'll, I'll, I'll spend 500 300 400 on a, a um, vr headset but there's games there's there's experiences and i think that's at the moment it's still one of the biggest challenges is um just some great things that we we, we brought in today to show you um uh, but there needs to be a massive creator community that is creating this consumer demand because the content drives it well in the change of experiences which dennis kind of brings me to you and and what you've been such a big part of creating with tesla suit um can you just give a quick synopsis of, of what the Tesla suit is? Yeah, sure. And, uh, and, and who you are. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my name is Dennis Dipsky. I'm Tesla suit co-founder. So we actually working on a smart clothing, uh, which incorporates several systems inside. So first of all, it's haptic feedback. So it can give you a lot of various types of sensations uh, just because we actually using electromuscular stimulation and transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation, which is skin surface stimulation. Uh, so we can create quite a wide range of sensations depending on, you know, depending on the uh, 
experience in general. So whether you're going into, I don't know, first sh- first person shooter or you're going into just relaxing atmosphere when you can get, you know, there are birds singing and I don't know, you're hanging out with your friends or I don't know, um, you know, there are, there are a lot of applications that we can imagine and we're doing a lot of projects. We're mostly connected to industrial chaining now, but we're also thinking about consumer market, how technology, how our technologies uh, can, you know, enhance and bring value to the, to the immersive experiences, immersive games, applications, uh, etc. And um, we also have motion capture inside the suit, so it can track your body, mo- uh, body movements. Uh, we have biometry that can track your heart rate, galvanic skin response, and it's something that can help to personalize the experience based on your perception and based on your uh, uh, response and reaction. Yeah, and actually it's something that, you know, when combined with 5G, cloud computing, zero latencies, connections between, you know, server and the actual uh, per- and the person. So we can create outstanding experiences and personalized to that level that you will feel like you are unique and you can feel it in a very specific ways. It, 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 it's something that, you know, allows you to, to create some applications and sensations that you never experienced before and dive you into experiences that you never experienced before. Yeah. So <laughs> and then probably and, and could never. Yeah. You yeah. know, could I mean aside from the the fantasy world, um, you know, you know, and, and like real fantasy gaming and things like that, you know, you were explaining a little bit earlier about the technologies of the suit itself. Um, and just for everybody, um, a Tesla suit, it's a kind of a full body suit. So there's a top jacket and there's a bottom pair of trousers or, or, or pants. Um, and so it connects to, you know, the large majority of your body. Um, and but you you were talking about you know the technology that's used is really similar uh, to you know the electric um, reactions and nerves that we have in our body as well. Uh, yeah, we uh, as I said, we're using EMS intense. It's all about electrical signal that we transmitted to the body at the specific time and specific locations, based on based on experience. So it's fully connected between uh, your per, you know person connected to experience, and he feels. Uh, or she feels, you know, what's going on around them in VR, XR, anything, you know, any immersive. And actually, it's not limited to XR. It also, you know, you can experience it with 2D games, 3D games. So it's something that we, we just we just think in XR just because it creates a fully immersive experience when you can replace the whole picture around you mm-hmm. and be immersed in various non-existing worlds so in terms of haptics so we why we choose electrical signals it's just because you know comparing to other types of haptics like vibration for example uh, electrical signals can get you more realistic sensations due to mm, various combinations of the parameters of the signal. So you can combine, you know, pulse widths, the amplitude, the frequency, 
duration of the signal and you can combine various channels various points on the body you can create animations going through your one hand one arm to other arm through the back through the stomach i don't know it it, it just it just up to the imagination of the person who creates the experience and the electrical signals it's something that lies inside of us i mean we using electrical signals going out from brain to the muscles and from the muscles to the brain so uh brain analyzes what's what's going on and then sending the backward signal to you know to react to that and it's something that very close to our nature so and there's some um uh research papers research uh, uh in general shows that electromuscular stimulation and transcutaneous electrical new stimulation uh comparing to other forms of haptics can you say that slower yeah so uh tense is transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation and ems is electrical muscle stimulation um so these technologies are um, been you know been used in sports for i don't know i guess 50 years now and they've been adapted to various applications uh, and uh, some research shows that these technologies shows better uh, level of uh, immersion and better level of sensations comparing to other types of haptics. So we decided to move into this direction. And, you know, uh, the idea of Test Suit was born like, I would say, nine years ago. We're actively working on it like for past four years now. We've got 150 people working on product and we've got several offices all across the world. We've got, you know, every department, you know, starting from research, ending in textile mm-hmm. and and I would say ending in production <laughs> facility. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, you know, we're working uh, with a lot of companies delivering various type of projects, as I said earlier. So starting w- with industrial training, ending up in, you know, healthcare applications um connected to rehabilitation you know there are a lot of use cases connected to healthcare but um it's something that we will be working a lot of time from now you know it requires it requires a lot of resources we are not uh, presenting any any solutions yet just because there are some you know processes related to these projects yeah. we just you know yeah we just yeah we're just looking for right partners to to work with healthcare to work with sports but mostly now well some of the use cases that um have just been incredible especially you know for, for some of the things that you've shared about showcasing the true capabilities in rehabilitation amazing absolutely yeah because just one thing on that genesis because i think a lot of people just think of haptics as giving you feedback right is it it vibrations yeah but but like very few people think about actually the ability to stimulate a muscle or to stimulate a feeling and that opens up a a massive range of what's possible not just you know on the medical side but just in life i think i think based on um some of the when we were working together to create feel the drive um the first time i went in the suit it was just an incredible incredible sensation to actually be able to feel you know what what 
the, the what's the, going on in what, experience what's, what's yeah. going on in an experience and it it is multi-sensory because that combined with also uh, the test the suit guys are working on uh, well they've got a glove which allows you to feel virtual texture now when you think about combining you know the haptic the you know the visual side be it mixed reality the spatial computing plus the glove it is so it's it's so it's such a remarkable experience there and it's as far as you can possibly go it's almost uh, almost like a narcotic episode that has been driven by technology and feel the drive just um for everybody feel the drive was an experience you guys created in in partnership with formula one taking data from lewis hamilton's car uh, and his suit and kind of combining that so that when people were driving on the lap that he was driving not only were they kind of feeling the vibrations but it was actually forcing them to steer like he was steering you know and this idea of stimulation i mean dennis it's completely it's completely mind-blowing, I think, for a lot of people to think of being able to trigger, you know, a muscle anywhere in your body. The involuntary. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. you can move people's limbs with this suit. Yeah, it's, it's something that gives a lot of opportunities in both, you know, entertainment use cases and healthcare, sports, everywhere. And um, in terms of, you know, uh, when we were working on a Formula One experience, we've got like tens of people working through it for the testing, you know, testing purposes to see if the right muscles were activated during the steering, during the braking, during the acceleration. There are other types of data that we've been working on. And it's something that uh, was very challengeable for us because we had to understand which particular muscles group are activated during these particular actions uh, of the pilot of the racing car and we've been working with medical team as well to understand you know how to apply haptics how to apply uh these particular technologies ms and tens to the specific muscle groups what what the duration of the uh you know of the signal uh how it should be synchronized with the video stream yeah there's 12 minutes of there's an actual warm-up warm-up lap the pole and then warm down so we had to really work out from all of the data and if you can imagine the data you get from the ECU from um, a Formula 1 Mercedes AMG it's pretty pretty intense but it was it was just good just to bring all of that kind of um, the data integration into the Tesla suit it was a crazy idea it was a a a very what what a good idea though Um, I'm interested to know and I'm, I'm guessing there was a huge difference between like sort of the neurological reaction from Lewis Hamilton to Joe Public sitting in that seat. So his heart rate's probably <laughs> a lot lower than someone who's going through yeah. the experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the one doing 150 miles an hour, you know. Yeah, exactly. But it, it, it really pushed, it really put people, um, there was um, a certain TV presenter, which who <laughs> shall remain nameless. Uh, he he got in the suit and uh, he he was like, "Oh my God, this is you know this is an incredible experience." We had uh, some of the actual racing principles from uh, the the teams go in and go, "This is incredible. You've really you've really got that sensation," and by having just the understanding of what I think. When you're watching Formula One on TV, you don't really realize how fast those cars are going. 
yeah and you don't understand how how much of the the react driver reaction and so pressure. and the pressure and the barcelona lap which was a record-breaking lap that we got the data for was hamilton at his finest mm -hmm. you know so all of his we're compa comparing de uh, combining the data with the haptics and the all of the sensors you're literally f being dragged around as if you're yeah. mimicking his exact data from the car so it's um yeah I'm, you're going to be in it well, aren't you after this podcast yeah. we're going to put the wall in it <laughs> yeah we definitely but no it's, it's it's um i think it really showcases the 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 the, the, the suit in one of its best best ways to be able to show its functionality it's the, the way it can be integrated with data but then also following on from that we're now looking at how do we take the the basis of field of drive and create a sport performance platform to help you know young drivers get into the sport so if you have a benchmark data you don't you don't really get any better than having probably what is it sixth time world champion yeah. formula one driver as a benchmark using spatial computing machine learning ai is forming the foundation of how do we create this as um, you know an application to train drivers bring drivers into the sport and i think that's the bigger conversation that we're, we're, we're having now is let's use this technology to really start mapping out how we can help you know um, like a pathway into sports out of interest from a producer's point of view how long because that experience, you have a medical team who are scientists, I'm guessing, who you're advising and tracking response. Um, so there's a whole discovery and R&D phase, I'm guessing. Then there's your actual production phase of turning that into an experience. And then... We were quick. So how... Yeah. <laughs> we you were had quick. to be, didn't we you? We were quick. We, we literally had the meeting. Um, the, I went in um, and met with... the. Formula One team with a whole host of different ideas, and um, the, it was oh my god, what is that? And it's like it's a test suit. Like, what can we do with it? And I said, can you get me data? They said yes. Straight on to uh, uh, Dennis and the team, and it was this is incredible. Let's get the data. Let's do this. Jumped on a plane, landed in Minsk, put the data together, sat there, going through the, should we say the 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 early stages of the R&D phase is with what does this feel like <laughs> um, and small yelps of pain yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird feeling electric signals tickling the back of your knees but yeah it was very much a guinea pig moment but we turn around the first testing and the R&D to the delivery of Barcelona in around about four weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, it was three and a half, I would say. It was, for, for us, it was one of the... It's a really exciting project. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah. drop tools, <laughs> yeah. jump on this. Yeah. For us, it was probably one of the fastest projects we we made so far. And, you know, there was a lot of R&D. So we were making a lot of testing just because, you know, adapting the signals to the specific muscles groups was a challenge. So we've got... Uh, a haptic editor which can allow you you know to to map it all yeah map it all and then even adjust it at on a very tiny levels so and we were doing a lot of work in terms of that and you know doing a lot of testing and yeah and then 
Paul was uh, totally satisfied with the quality. <laughs> yeah, no, we, but, well, we put we put someone in it who was um, um, an actual racing driver, and we're like, that's incredible. Yeah. So we thought, right, let's take this into the paddock club. Yeah, we've got some uh, real feedback from the first activation, and that's a lot of you know changing and adjusting, and then uh, second activation in Silverstone. Silverstone. Yeah, it was even even greater feedback from from the audience. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was really cool project, and and I hope that we will continue the development and adding more concept around it you know with the gloves and you know everything yeah. else because if we can bring the um the, the glove technology alongside using the biometric data where we took the car data if we could take the driver data as well yeah. which we they, they are capturing this data by the way so it is available um but i don't we were thinking how we could com how we could compare um a driver's heart rate with you know stress rate you just it it might be a bit too much immersion it yeah. Holds, yeah it's a lot like you I mean you combine kind of the sound right because for people who don't live in that environment it is incredibly intense and you know when you're watching formula one and even they go to kind of um the video feed where it's just literally right in front of the driver's kind of face and you're kind of seeing and moving it the noise, right? The noise, the heat that they're experiencing, you know, all the different things that they're paying attention to. It is a lot. <laughs> well, we, we made a, we made a um, big, big push to ensure it, that the the actual, the, the, the visual side of the experience. So we had in-car, in-car HD feed. So you literally see what Lewis. And then we added a number of data overlays and then we paid particular attention to the, the length of the period so uh, the, the of the race because we really wanted to uh, the the warm up lap is what it says a warm up lap but then when it kicks into the full that's when the haptics kick in you see the the people's faces go oh my god they, it's almost like they're hitting that full speed but we made sure that we looked at the whole um, multi century so the, the the video elements the the music all of the music is mapped to the 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 data as well so it really gives a uh, an understanding of you know a full-on gamified experience it is gamification of data yeah. in a way yeah that's what one thing i was going to pick up on was does sound um affect your experience how does it differ between people have you found that out well look at what there was um based on the data points there was also the sound data point that um, the r d team mapped yeah, yeah so it's almost as if there is an underlying um um, gentle vibration on the suit because of all the, the the sensors you can have a very gentle and it can almost be reflected of tempo um, you know frequencies bass or, or whatever and then that's just running and then on top of that you've got all of the other sensations kicking in mm. I think that that really creates it really creates that experience people are like yeah we usually uh, usually while creating the experiences we uh, kind of sending uh, sending a da data and signals to the person so he understands he's uh, you know uh, located somewhere non in real world so and it's kind of uh, I would say it's a kind of trigger that shows that you're still somewhere not in real world so and then you instantly can switch between real and and you know and immersive just by you know putting off the headset uh, for example, and yeah, um, during the f during the uh, experience, so the person feels 
something very you know gentle going through the all the body that feels that you in a car so you um kind of you know touching the um cockpit uh and um yeah it, it's something that allows you to be constantly immersed not just you know switching between uh, there are sensations there are no sensations i mean it, it's a, it's a kind gentle. of psych- yeah, yeah it's kind of psychological yeah. uh part of it and yeah plus when you're adding sounds adding real picture so you fully most but still you know uh you have to show that you are in a, another place because at some point of time and this is something that you know black mirror talking about as well is uh, that you, we kind of can can't uh say where we are and the two worlds are kind of combining and you can't uh, distinguish yeah distinguish the the two edges of it and yeah and it's something that allows us to do so so yeah. well that's really interesting i mean the, we, we know from a lot of human studies and uh, human psychology but also just that the way the body functions that actually the human brain has a hard time distinguishing we we know when a person is real or not we're really good at picking up on that right so you can see you know an avatar and human beings have a really you know from evolution have a really distinct ability to pick up if something's real or not but when it comes to kind of our memory and the things that happen kind of within in our brain, uh, we don't have that ability. It's actually really easy to influence what we think is real or what we think actually happened and convince people of those things. And that transition, as we start to blend those worlds, I mean, we have to think that this level of immersion starts to bring us closer to that, that place where there is no, there's such an intense overlap between what's simulated, whether that's because you're feeling impulses that aren't there <laughs> based on somewhere where you not you aren't actually um, versus kind of that mix with the physical of being like, well, yeah, I'm running, but my haptics are kind of making me either feel like I'm more tired than I am or maybe they're making it feel like, you know, something's heavy, like I'm wearing, like I'm training for something, I'm wearing a backpack, you know, like all of those elements. Um, it starts to get us a little closer to, to Black Mirror and to Matrix and to whatever else you, you know, the sci-fi versions of our of our childhoods. Next you'll be talking about brain-controlled interfaces. Well, you know, it, it does, I mean, I, I think that it's not, a, it's not a big leap to the implants, is it? It's not a big leap to having something that, whether that's for rehabilitation and helping people stimulate muscles or a personal desire to be able to kind of feel something at a particular time with implants. I, I mean, going to say, surely rehabilitation and medication is the only the only practical application for it. I mean, if you're getting something implanted for a game, you might want to consider. Well, I, I think that most of the people who are who are testing with implants are doing it for recreational purposes, not for medical ones. Uh, you know, we're, yeah. how, what are you guys thinking? Depends what that chip contains, doesn't it, really? If it's a whole raft of experiences and out-of-body out of body, um, you know, realities. Um, there's going to be a demand. People will start, you know, buying. What was that? There was a film, wasn't there, with Ralph Fiennes that did that. He sold people's dreams on chips, um, and that, that it is happening. It will start happening. It's quite. It is. It, it is quite. Uh, it's quite an interesting space. This immersion stuff. I mean, where does that kind of, Dennis, on, on the technical side of things, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, all the electronics that go into the suit and, and the different ways that they engage with you. Um, but do you see a future where we either have things that maybe we wear every single day or as kind of just part of our, our natural makeup or 
simple implants that do kind of create sensations? Uh, yeah, we were thinking about this, you know, a lot and thinking it about it constantly because, you know, we as a technology company always thinking about like our pipeline in the future, future products. And yeah, possible scenario is we will be releasing a new type of projects that will help people understand their conditions, especially, for example, elderly people, for example, you know, because they've got, you know, some some, you know, problems with the health. Mm -hmm. So we probably will supply them with the biometric T-shirt or similar product, you know, to be in a to be constantly aware of what's going on. Uh, if something happens, you know, the smart closing can, you know, call the emergency services and, you know, they can and they can come and pick person up. And so um, it mostly, we mostly were thinking about the, you know, healthcare applications because there are huge market and huge value that we can deliver. Entertainment, yes, entertainment is something that we can deliver easily. You know, comparing to healthcare, where you know, <laughs> where so many, so many requirements, rules, uh, uh, you know, certifications, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of we understand that pos- possibilities and challenges, and we're moving slowly towards it. And um, but mm, you know, uh, the possible scenarios are, I would say, uh, quite wide and you know in terms of future possibilities and we definitely will be digging into you know potential applications we uh, we talking a lot with various companies various people various uh, you know scientific organizations universities labs uh, to you know to get their vision to get their feedback so in in the process of that you know communication there are some ideas that we you know processing inside the team you know making some suggestions making some ideas and yeah it's a constant process and we see we see some you know real value uh to the that we can bring to a lot of industries simultaneously but it requires a lot of resources to deliver that's why we kind of prioritizing specific you know, verticals, yeah. verticals yeah. now, yeah. Understand, yeah, understand, because because there is a really big gap, right, between the, the, the medical worlds, um, and yeah. then, you know, I feel like on one far end of the spectrum, you have the medical world with so many applications, then you have kind of the industrial world, whether that's training, or whether that's military applications, um, uh, and then on the far other opposite end, you have the entertainment. You know, the word that I'm sure everybody who's listening to this is thinking that we're avoiding saying is whether that's pornography, whether that's movies, whether that's gaming, um, whether it's the new version of gaming where it's not for gamers, you know, they're very easy, gentle games where people move through. But in that middle, you have the everyday people who, you know, it's stress relief. It's dealing with anxiety. If, you know, if you can create sensations that change the way your body react, you know, that help to bring down that those kind of stress levels and help, yeah. to, help to boost those serotonin. And besides that, we also thinking, you know, a lot into uh, various social projects that connected to, you know, for example, to deaf and blind people. Uh, for example, we were thinking about, you know, how we can create an application that uh, help you navigate through the streets for for blind people. So by sending the signals to the right part of the body, so they kind of 
using this haptic assistance and guidance tool to more easily navigate the you know the environment and by placing for example computer vision camera on 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 the chest you know that defines what's going on in front of you and sending the signals so the person um, you know uh, navigate better and more fast just into um, actually the person feeling it more fast just because you know the sensation itself it's a medium that understandable by the skin faster than just usual uh, visual picture for example and the sound and it's around you know 30 milliseconds and it helps a lot in terms of under, uh, getting the information understanding processing it and and you know and and then taking action so uh, there are there are a lot of potential ideas and a lot of ideas that we're already thinking about uh, in terms of you know social projects mm-hmm. but you know it's something that takes also a lot of resources and we we're partnering up with various nonprofit organizations to deliver those type of projects mm-hmm. and we understand that we can solve some specific problems mm-hmm. within that range and yeah we mentioned something so and I mean because it is a whole brave new world but you mentioned something so important which is the partnership angle something that we talk a lot about here on the podcast but also just within the agency of you know the the importance that we find from the interdependencies you know depending on people who are experts and other things and you know your the two of yours partnership has now been going on for over a year you said um, and and how do you think that that's pushed both of you as far as kind of both of your organizations kind of working together and developing uh, from my perspective and from um, what I see, uh, you know, while j- working with Paul on, you know, some crazy ideas towards various <laughs> verticals, it pushes me uh, uh, to do even deeper research in our capabilities, in the capabilities of related technologies and capabilities in- related to specific expertise that we need to bring together to create something outstanding. So and I'm I'm by by nature I'm not very creative guy. I'm usually you know <laughs> I'm actually was uh, graduated from historical faculty, <laughs> <laughs> moved to marketing and then to you know then to haptics, smart clothing and everything. Uh, but uh, I'm now thinking that I need to dive into this new world for me in terms of generating creative ideas. And to do so, I need to be, I, I, I kind of, I need to communicate with such creative people as Paul <coughs> and his colleagues. So yeah, I mean, it 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 gives you an understanding that the world is wider than you expect and wider you know. So <laughs> you need to expand your knowledge. You need to expand your expertise in various fields in various directions. But in the meantime, you have to prioritize what you're doing, what you specialize in. And it's got to, it's got to be relevant as well, isn't it? Yeah, really. absolutely. Um, you know, the, the things that we're working on, it's been, yeah, it's been a, um, a very collaborative process working with the Tesla uh, suit team to look at not only what, what we, we delivered for Formula One, but what we're doing for a number of other activations ongoing, it, I think. The, um, it, it's been great to work with the expertise of uh, Dennis and the, the rest of the wider team. 
because they're, 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 they've got a unique, unique technology that can be applied to almost any, anything, anything. anything. <laughs> anything. And the only thing, and I, I don't want to dare go cheesy, the only thing that stops you is your imagination. But um, <laughs> it's, it's some of the things, and we're, we're almost, we're, we're kind of creatively collaborating, but also looking at how we create the technology to meet the creative if that makes did that make any sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it should meet some. It should meet some real stuff. Some real requirements. Yeah. You know, in in the end, it should. They're not all. It it's not all about fan experience either. Some of the things that we're working on are, yeah. you know, game changing applications that um, have got merit that are, are really exciting. And I think we're, we're as as me being an agency, those um, the, the guys being um, a technology provider. There's a a brilliant synergy between us, and hence why. We're, we're we're working on lots of lots of very interesting projects together. Yeah, uh, and besides that, my team is you know as I said, we have a lot of various departments. So they also constantly asking us as a you know as a marketing business development guys what out there that we can face too, and you know get some challenge to to you know to to kind of process it and find a solution and and kind of you know the team is also very engaging in those type of projects and they always looking into okay the feedback you know almost instantly when we you know when i went to to <laughs> uh to Silverstone, the team was like like writing me down oh what's what's going on what's going on he's, he's yeah, been through yeah, the zoo yeah. and yeah, yeah what's what what how we can help how we can improve oh, it's very very connected team yeah, uh, very very connected yeah I, and i'm very grateful you know uh, to my team about how we actually how we actually create everything that we talked about and how we experience it how we and how we collaborate how yeah. we're, we're keen to collaborate if the story's right to yeah. Um, further, further push this technology, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and also the experience, because it is, it is incredible. And I think the more, the more we we understand its capabilities, and we're looking at, you know, from enterprise use, um, obviously everything with digital twin, with everything that five G is going to open up, it's 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 going to be an, an incredible new. It's almost like a new channel for, um, you know, the, the from training performance to you know the kind of educational side. And uh, yeah, no, the um, very exciting, very exciting partnership we have. Well, I mean, what I love about all that, I mean, a couple of things, you know, Paul, what you were saying as far as the, you know, it's hard to know what, what, where the influence is coming from, whether it's coming from sci-fi movies, we know that that's been a long-standing way of ideating. Is there like, how would you create a hoverboard from Back to the Future? Um, but what I really like to think about what you guys are doing is you're bringing a whole new value to data. You know, data is something that for the past, I would say, five to ten years, the push so much to it with the digitalization of things, um, it's just been talked about so much of the value of data, but it's always in the end result, right? How is this going to provide you with an end result? End result, And like with so many technologies, you know, we, folk, we start with the practicalness before it becomes fun and enjoyable. And what I love to think about what, what you two are creating the opportunity for is you're creating opportunities to find a whole new value in data. 
and to break it wide open and say, you already have all of this. You have any idea the potential that is locked within all of these numbers that you're just keeping on a hard drive somewhere. And and I think that that's a, a really incredible story, a really incredible opportunity for anybody who works with you guys. Well, think about going back. If you've got those data sources, um, if you look at, you know, we'll just go back to the Formula One example. They've been collecting telemetry data for God knows how many years. Could you imagine going back into like an archive and almost allowing you to then recreate a classic battle? Um, you know, one of the one of the the great great challenges between the drivers to really unlocking that data, and it's a reimagination of that data. Some of the things that we're looking at, as well as the, the haptics, is you know computer vision, machine learning, and looking at how neural networks and AI that all combined. Um, with with both haptic and mixed reality technology is just phenomenal for the, the the capabilities for for good and I'm sure for bad as well when you can, when you can look at the the uses of that. But um, we are we're, there's there's so much, there's so much scope, isn't there, for um, where we're going from you know conversations that we've already had about the next steps and bringing all of that together and. You know, using it as um, the as Dennis mentioned earlier, the the sport platform, uh, which the the team are, um, are working on, it's going to provide a, a benchmark for performance. It's going to open up all of the all of the training capacities, and it will be a real great example of human performance training and simulation. And if you think, if you can put yourself and benchmark against Serena Williams for tennis or Lewis Hamilton for driving. Or Ronaldo for football. That is a great. That is a great use of that technology to actually train and you know create the stars of tomorrow. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I want to thank you both um, for for coming in and for joining us and, and for presenting to the agency, of course. And I mean, it's so great to be able to talk about the range of where all this is going. And I'm sure that uh, we'll be seeing a lot more Tesla suits on people in the future. I uh, can't wait to get You'll to get in one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably be calling you in the future for my future implant, Dennis, you know, that I'm, that I'm sure you guys will move into. <laughs> at some point uh, so thank you both yeah. very much yeah. no, thank, thank you very you. much for thank inviting you. us yeah thank you it was, you. It was like interesting conversation yeah yeah good we like to to sort of finish with um any reading recommendation paul we give you a heads up um the other day so anything that's like some people talk about exhibitions they've been to but some people talk about material that's inspired them or helps them learn within their given field so is there is there anything that our Listeners can can get a hand in. Paul, I would love to say yes, but I've <laughs> had my head so firmly into um, creating these um, proposals for clients. But yeah. um, even any fiction, anything. Any, that's, oh you know, God, what what have we been watching recently? Um, if you say Love Island, I'll definitely. No, it wasn't. Love, it wasn't. It wasn't Love Island. What did I watch re- recently? I do watch. I do watch an awful lot of movies. Um, what did I watch? Over to you, Dennis. Well, let me let me go back. It's obviously that memorable. What have you, what have you been reading, or what what what's the last thing you read or watched? Uh, I've been watching a couple of series <laughs> last probably two months, but it's not about even technology. It's just something that you know tra- uh, helping me to relax. Between you know, between you know, working, working well, <laughs> with <that's service>. yeah. <laughs> and it gives me it gives me some you know uh, 
just you know usual usual ideas to to work on uh but what i wanted to say is uh always be aware of what's going on around you be synchronized uh with the current environment you know challenges in the current environment (laughs) yeah Yeah. challenges as well uh it actually helps you to you know to be more you know i would say be better be more productive Mm -hmm. be more uh valuable to you know to to the to the people around you Mm -hmm. so i don't know if this answers your question. No, it's, it's, a good <laughs> it's what you consider whenever you work. So it's it's a very valid point. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely, definitely uh, have some, you know, have some breaks. Downtime. Yeah, I'm, downtime. I'm, absolutely. I do, yeah. yeah. yeah Be a human yeah. being. You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember, right, remember what right you're right craving phrase, for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't fall too far in. You can't come back out of the immersion world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just hang out but, with the friends, with the. Family, you know. I don't. I'm, 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 yeah, it's just you know, just it's just so usual things, but they're so important in the. Don't in, mention the rabbits. Yeah, yeah, it's so important in the uh, in in right now, and people are living so fast, the environment changing mm. so fast. So we're gonna we're gonna be uh, better copies of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> no, me and Dennis were working yesterday on a. Um, Big project uh, oh, yeah. that we've got to, we've got to submit, um, and um, yeah, talking about my rabbits, I've got three giant um, lop-eared <laughs> rabbits, and I spend a lot of time talking to them. Um, <laughs> just that's my downtime. Um, it's Binky, Binny, and Ninja, and the, the what started off as a cute little rabbit. Um, they now look like Shetland ponies. Yeah, um, <laughs> so I always wanted one of those. Literally, yeah, they're the biggest yeah, rabbits in the huge. world. And Dennis walked in and was like, oh my God, how big are the rabbits? And I was like, they talk as well, Dennis. Well, they do when I'm in a magic leap. Um, yeah, no, yeah. Um, not too much time for, for reading at the moment. There's more trying to avoid using the word immersive and um, in, in proposals and decks and concepts. Yeah, yeah aren't we all? We need yeah. new words for decks, guys. Yeah, yeah, uh, for, for, for innovation, uh, for immersion, <laughs> engagement. Extended realities yeah. now and so on. But yeah, yeah if any, and any of the listeners want, want um, to create any haptic experiences, contact Dennis on 0800 516. <laughs> and also you guys can do it in four weeks. So that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's we can, what we heard. That's yeah, what we heard. We, you guys um, really well, need- I no, think let's not encourage clients. No, 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 no. We'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> 40 weeks. 40 weeks with a big fat check. Thank you. Thank you both. Thanks so much to Dennis and Paul for joining us on this discussion and for reminding us that the highest priority when you're creating human experiences is to remain human yourself. If you're interested in watching all of Dennis and Paul's Genuine X breakfasts, you can find those and information about them on our Instagram page at wearegenuine underscore X. Subscribe, listen, and share. And as always, if you have any questions, please send them to us at genuinexpodcasts at jackmorton.co.uk. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.